Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Greeting from New Hope International Church. Thank you very much for spending time with me today. Today, I would like to teach you the second part of the series called The Christian Woman in the Local Church. I believe that you had a chance to listen to the first part of this series. Today, I come to you with an attitude of protecting and defending the Christian woman in the local church. There are ideas in the body of Christ that women cannot teach, cannot function as a leader in the local church. Let us look at the scripture together, what God's word says. I would like to reveal what I taught in the first session of this series. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verses 28 to 29, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In the eyes of God, both male and female believers are equally valuable and precious in His eyes. God did not discriminate any woman in His family. Therefore, we should allow Christian ladies to serve God according to their gift. Every believer, whether he is a man or she is a woman, he or she is a part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ have organs, and each one of us is an organ of the body of Christ. Every organ, every part of the body of Christ should function according to his or her gifts that he or she received from heaven. Not only that, God wants all of us to be the priests unto him. He gave the different kind of gifts into his people according to his will. The Bible never says even one time that the gift of prophecy the gift of teaching, the gift of administration, the gift of helps, the gift of teaching or being a teacher, a prophet, evangelists, pastors, or evangelists are given only to men. The Christian woman can receive any kind of gift and function according to the gift that they have as well. In fact, when you study the Bible, you will see that many women serve in the team of the Apostle Paul. One lady in the Bible named Priscilla was also a teacher. The Bible talks about the prophetess, the female prophet who can serve God in that capacity as well. Today, I would like to look into one of the scriptures that many people uses to go against the woman in the local church that they cannot talk, they cannot teach, 
in the local church, and that passage of the scripture was written by the apostle Paul in First Timothy, chapter two, verses twelve to fifteen. First Timothy, chapter two, twelve to fifteen, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. I would like to. Explain this passage of the scripture two times. Today is the first time, and next time will be the second time, because you can look at this passage in a different way. The next time, I want to emphasize the word "woman" in this scripture as a wife, because in the Greek language, the word "woman" and the "wife" come from the same root word "gynae," G-Y-N-E. But today, I gonna interpret this scripture that the word "a woman" is a female believer. Next time, I will emphasize that the word "a woman" can be a wife, and a man is her husband. So let's look at the context of First Timothy chapter two, verse twelve and fifteen together. Again, as I mentioned in the beginning, that God can use. Any Christian woman to serve in the leadership capacity, for example, Priscilla was a teacher of Apollos, but she was under the authority of the Apostle Paul. In this scripture, the Bible says that the final authority in any Christian organization should come from a man. Any woman can be a teacher, can be a pastor. Can be a director, Sunday school teacher, Sunday school director. Can be a pastor of a local church, but that church should be under the authority of some senior man who can help, who can give direction and doctrinal advice to that local church or to that ministry. The Bible say that let woman have the final authority in her ministry. But at the same time, the Bible emphasizes that man is the head of the family or of the church. Let's look at the first sentence in verse twelve together. Paul say, "I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man." The Bible used the word "or," so Paul emphasized authority that is exercised. In the area of giving direction or teaching, the original Greek language for the phrase to have authority over is the word "autentai," a u t h e n t e i n, which means dominia, d o m i n e e r, or usurp authority. This Greek word means. To seize or to hold power of authority by force 
without legal right, or to take what is not rightfully yours. So this scripture means that the woman in the church at Ephesus used authority in a wrong way. In the next teaching, I'm going to talk about wife and husband. But in this scripture, in that local church and that community, some women used authority to tell people or to teach people in the wrong way. It's not her right to say that, or it's not her timing to say anything regarding the doctrine. Paul quote the Old Testament regarding the creation of Adam and Eve as well. Let's look at what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. You can see that Adam was created first and then Eve. The evidence of God's creation of man prior to that of woman is very important in Paul's mind and in the doctrine here. The Bible said to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, Paul say again about man and woman. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Paul talked about the authority, the line of authority or divine order. God the Father has the highest authority. He distributed the authority to Jesus Christ, his son. And Jesus gave authority to men who are the head of the household. And in the kingdom of God, God also appoints men to be in the leadership as well. And women were created to support or to help men. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 8, For man is not from woman, but woman from man. You can see here that God mentioned that God created man to lead the community. So we can see here that the reason Paul mentioned that we need to have the top authority in any Christian organization as a man because Eve was deceived and not Adam. Eve was deceived. I'm not against women. Don't take me wrong. In the nature of a woman, she can be deceived by the enemy because woman has some character or nature in her that the devil can use to deceive. Men can be deceived too, but women can be deceived more easily. That's why Paul emphasized Eve was deceived. This is why God does not give women the final authority to determine the doctrinal issue in the local church. Again, I want to emphasize that God gives the gift of prophecy, teaching, administration, and leadership to women as well. They can lead some ministry. They can teach. They can prophesy. They can preach. 
They can be a pastor, evangelist, a prophetess. But it's good that these ladies who serve God have the top leadership as a man over the whole organization or the whole movement. A woman can be a pastor in a local church, but she has a spiritual father, an apostle who is a man over her, and the final authority who will give the doctrinal direction to that local church come from that man, because God put the man as the head of the household or of his body. I don't mean that man is more valuable than woman. Actually, Christian women have so many good things in them that Christian men cannot do. We need both men and women in the local church to function together, to be balanced, and to do well, to be fruitful. God created both of them to support one another. Therefore, in the local church, the woman can teach, can prophesy, can be a director, can be a pastor, a teacher, or evangelist according to the gift that God has given to them. But the woman need to practice humility and submission. Let me explain to you the context of First Timothy chapter two by reading other scripture in this chapter. Let me start from First Timothy chapter two verses one to two. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications. Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. You can see that Paul started by saying that he wants. Christians to live together in a community in that city or in that country, in a quiet and peaceful way, in godliness and in the fear of God. Paul does not want to see Christian community to be full of strife, contention, fighting, quarreling, division, and heartaches. The Christian community should be the place of quiet spirit. Loving, peace, joy, unity, godliness, and the fear of God. And then later on, he talk about men in the church in verse eight. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and doubting. So he said to the men in the church at Ephesus that men should be prayerful people, should respect one another, should not be full of anger and fighting, raising voice in the house of God. Again, Paul was speaking to both men and women in the local church, the whole community. That the local church should be the place that when people walk in. They would see love, peace, joy, unity, and godliness. 
So the theme of First Timothy chapter two that Paul wrote this letter to Timothy is all about peacefulness, gentleness, unity, and good communication in the local church. Now let's me read verses three to four, and we will interpret this. Scriptures in First Timothy chapter two. The reason Paul wrote this chapter to the church in Ephesus, as I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, Timothy, remain in Ephesus. He told Timothy to remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to. Fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. God told Timothy to charge or to correct some members in the church who gave wrong doctrines, false teaching that create a lot of confusion and quarreling and fighting. In the local church, there, in verses seven and eight, Paul said, "Desiring to be teachers, these people who gave false teaching to the church there, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm, but we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully." What happened in that local church that led to First Timothy chapter two verses twelve to fifteen that we read a while ago, and many Christians used that passage of scripture to come against women that Christian women cannot teach, cannot say anything in the church, come from the context of the whole First Timothy chapter one here and chapter two as well. The context is this. That in that particular church that Timothy was taking care of, there were some members who taught wrong doctrines, and there are two possibility. The first possibility is that some woman in the church agree with that doctrine, the false doctrine and the false teaching. So when they came together in the church corporate meeting. This woman raised voice and argued with the pastor, argued with other teachers about their belief in the false doctrine or false teaching, and quarreling, and raising voice, and dispute happened in the congregation before the eyes of the believers, new believers, and the guests, and this was. Done by certain woman in that church. That's why in First Timothy chapter two verse eleven, Paul say, "Let a woman learn in silence, and with all submission." So Paul was writing to correct some woman in the church who raised voice to fight against the leadership in the church regarding the doctrines, but. The second possibility is that some woman in the church where Timothy was taken care of, 
came against the false doctrine that came from certain members. They were agitated, upset, and angry against these people, these false teachers, against the false doctrines. This Christian woman raised voice and argued with these false teachers in the church, caused some hot environment or atmosphere. This happened in the congregation in the public meeting. So Paul wrote to Timothy to stop this behavior in the local church there. Either from the first possibility that some woman agree with the false teaching, or some woman who were not happy, who were very agitated by the false teaching, they raise voices and make argument in the public meeting. Paul say in verse ten and eleven, but which is proper for woman professing godliness with good works? Let a woman learn in silence, with all submission. And then verse twelve say, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority, which means to usurp authority, to take over authority, without the legal right, by force, to say something in the meeting, over a man, but to be in silence. When we look at the whole context. Of the First Timothy chapter one and chapter two, and other scriptures in the New Testament and Old Testament, we come to the conclusion that number one, both Christian men and women can have the gifts of the Holy Spirit and can serve God in any particular ministry, including leadership, teaching, prophesying. Leading any ministry in the church. Two, we learn that in the Christian community, both men and women should show godliness by being peaceful, calm, being submissive to one another, in silence, in good behavior. They will bring peace to the community. Without raising voice, fighting, quarreling, argument in public—that's number two. Women can serve God, but both men and women should practice peace, calmness, and unity in the local church. And women should avoid forcing the authority that she does not have in public to come against leadership in the church. Because of the disagreement in doctrine, if the disagreement happened, it should be discussed privately, not in public, by raising voices in the meeting and have some argument there. So that's what Paul tried to teach Timothy, and Timothy can teach the local church in Ephesus. I hope you understand what First Timothy chapter one and chapter two teaches. Through the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit. Again, all the Christian ladies, please find your gift and use your gift. But be submissive to your pastors, to your husband, to the top leadership in your organization, or in your church, or in your Christian movement. 
and you all men and women you practice calmness peace submission godliness and don't raise voice don't fight with one another or quarrel in any meeting be silent and don't raise your voice when you don't agree with certain issue go to your pastor go to your apostle and discuss about doctrine privately instead of fighting in the big meeting that's what paul tried to say please serve god faithfully please use your gift all the christian women in the local church thank you for listening to this teaching may the lord bless you i will come back to talk to you in the third teachings of this series next time god bless you thank you so much may the lord really speak to you and use you mightily in this generation amen we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.